Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Trey Young is a little bit lighter in the pocket, and the Hawks have some more road troubles in Philly. We're about to talk about it all right here, right now. Hawks Beat Podcast coming right up. Let's go, Bob. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, E-Dub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Welcome, welcome into the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you guys are having a great, fabulous day. Coming to you uh, the day after. I know you guys. I, I'm. You. I usually shoot out pods uh, immediately after the game, but uh, I was out last night and uh, wasn't able to do it. So I apologize for that. For those of you guys who are creatures of habit, um, <laughs> we here now on a football Sunday, on a Halloween, on a Braves clinching Sunday. Listen to that, right? The Braves. Shout out to the Braves. Um, they might, they might do it, y'all. They might do it, man. We're going to wait and see. We're going to wait and see. But, uh, again, if you stumbled onto the pod, again, thank you for checking us out, for spending some time with us on the the web or wherever you're, you're, you're listening to the pod. Uh, we're going to talk some Hawks basketball tonight. And uh, I'm here to, 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 to uh, keep you from walking off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot going on, man. We're only six games into this thing, but we're gonna get through it, and uh, it's going to uh, it's gonna be all right, guys. It's gonna be all right, man. Hawks lose a tough one to Philly, and I know if you're listening to this, you're a Hawks fan, which means you've probably even either uh, watched the games or um, you have seen the highlights, seen the box scores, and all that. And if you have, you understand. That it was not pretty. <laughs> One twenty-two to ninety-four. Um, the Hawks didn't really do anything well. Um, to put it plain and simple, they didn't do anything better than Philly, um, and which is which is kind of rare, you know. But I thought that uh, Philadelphia was just a better team yesterday. My God, man! Like defensively, they were just locked in. Offensively, they were better. Um, 50-50 balls, all of the things that are just 
don't really show up on the stat sheet. I thought they did that better than the Hawks, you know. But, again, you have to keep all in perspective. And I know folks are ready to jump off the ledge. And folks are, are really uh, worried about uh, the uh, the early play. And I understand that, especially if you're a fan. Like, I get it. I'm not here to cast any dispersions or say that your feelings are, are not negative. But I, what I will try to do is give you an objective viewpoint on this situation, right? I want to try to give you an objective viewpoint on the Atlanta Hawks and say, look, it, it's, I always try to say, look, it's never as good as you think, and it's never really as bad as you think, right? And so I think a lot of the times people went into this this this, uh, this season thinking that last year, uh, you'll just be able to just pick up where you left off. And that's not the case. That's so not the case. Because each year uh, you have relatively new 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 people in place. You have a new staff. You have a lot of new factors, and teams get better. And so nothing stays the same, right? So here's just a little bit of perspective as we begin. The Hawks are three and three. Uh, they have lost two in a row on the road. They've had a tough road trip, and this schedule again. Let me reiterate this schedule for the month of. Uh, we're pretty much in November. It's tough. <laughs> it is brutal. So keep that in my and keep that in perspective, right? So a little bit more perspective. The Atlanta Hawks are three and three. The Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, both of those teams are three and three. The Los Angeles Lakers are three and three. The Phoenix Suns are two and three. The Memphis Grizzlies are three and three. The Los Angeles Clippers are one and four. So, I mean, yes, it would be nice to get out the gate five and one, six and one, but that's not the case. And if you're sitting here and you're going to tell me that Brooklyn, Atlanta, LA, both LA teams, Portland, um, Phoenix, that all these teams aren't going to be there come playoff time. You would say, hey, man, just relax, man. Hey, so that's just a little bit of perspective, right? Just a little perspective. We're going to dissect the game. We're going to look at all the the bells and whistles and look at some of the numbers in our second segment. But um, as we set the show up, man, going into the game, both teams were three and two. Um, Hawks were coming off a loss and the Sixers were actually three and a half point favorites. And it looks like Vegas thought that uh, the game was going to be a little bit closer. But listen, I'm going to tell you this. You had to know, you had to know, Ben Simmons or not, that Philadelphia has been waiting for this game. And I know it's early in the season, and they'll play it down. Oh, it's just a preseason, uh, regular season game, this, that, and the other. But you had to know them boys was going to be ready the way you put them out last year, the way you embarrassed them. You shook up the core of everything that Philadelphia 76ers wanted to do and everything that this team that 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 organization was built on you got that man ben simmons uh, yeah (laughs) you created the ben simmons situation well he created the ben simmons situation but nevertheless you had to know philly was going to come and they're going to come with some get back so again knowing that you had to understand that these boys were going to come they was going to bring their a game Right? Like, they was going to bring that A game, and you had to be ready, and you wasn't ready. Like, you wasn't ready. They catch y'all slipping at a good time because y'all not even clicking right now. 
Y'all not connected like y'all were at the end of the season. For whatever reason, whether you want to blame the coach, whether you want to blame the rotations, whether you want to blame individual players, um, that can go all around. But the fact of the matter is, y'all just ain't connected. They're not connected. So, um, yeah, going into the game, Philly was up three and a half. I mean, they were three and a half point favorites. Uh, I think before the game, probably about a few hours before the game, it was announced that Trey Young was to be fined fifteen thousand dollars for the for the uh incidental contact he had with the referee. I look at it like, yeah, I mean I thought I thought the I, I could see both ways, right? I could see how if you're a Hawks fan you'd be like, yo man, that's some BS. Because from the outset you look at it like, yo man, that's some BS, right? And then on the other side of the note you can look at it like, look, Everybody knows the refs are off limits. If you know the refs are off limits, you got to do everything in your power to stay away from them dudes because, you know, they be sensitive and you know how they are, you know. So, I mean, could you have avoided them? Probably so. I mean, nobody else ran into the referee, right? Like nobody else ran into him. Um, so, I mean, I can see. I mean, I kind of err on the side of I, I kind of lean to the side that the call was BS, but 15, 15 G's. To, to Trey ain't nothing like I mean it I mean it's something but like you know it's like oh, it's five dollars you know what I mean like to us regular folks <laughs> but nevertheless um yeah he's 15 G's louder in the pocket and I'm sure he wasn't too pleased about that so what we're going to do right now is take a quick little break get one of our sponsors in here and then on the other side we're going to take a look at the game take a look at some of these profiles and see Exactly what is going on with your three and three Atlanta Hawks? You listen to the Hawks Week Podcast, episode number eleven of season eight. I'm your man E Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness, the official chiropractor of the Hawks Week Podcast. If you are experiencing any type of back pain, neck pain or pain pain go see our guy dr rick ask him about the hulk suite special which includes a consultation digital scans and an adjustment for just 37 dollars just tell him e-dub from the hulk's beat sent you that's dow family wellness check out their banner at the hulksbeat.com or call dr rick 470-395-3478 that's 470-395-3478. Visit Dow Family Wellness. Tell them Hugs Beats. All right, folks. Hugs Beat Podcast. Back again. Segment number two. Um, episode number 11 of season eight. I'm your host, E-Dub. Uh, trying to get to the bottom of what is going on with these Atlanta Hawks. Not saying that three and three is the worst record in the world because we just said in the first segment a lot of top tier teams are three and three and three and uh even below three and three i mean yeah so it's it's i wouldn't push the panic button just yet but um i just <laughs> to be honest with you i just spent about 30 to 35 minutes just digging into some numbers to see where the discrepancy is. 
keep in mind, here's what I'm saying. I, I'm not a metrics guy. I, am, I I believe metrics have their place, right? I believe metrics have their players place. And I believe the numbers will tell you a story. I think I'm more, I'm more apt to rely on uh, what do I see in the game, right? Like, what do my eyes tell me? What do I see that's physically uh, outside of them just not being in sync? Like, they don't look in sync to me. They don't look in sync offensively. They don't look in sync defensively. Um, I think there might be a number of factors to contribute to that. But let me go over just some of the numbers. And if you're not a numbers, are in, and I hope this doesn't get too nerdy, <laughs> but from a hardcore Hawks fans, you might enjoy <laughs> these things. But um, so I, I looked at the team numbers first, right? I looked at the team numbers and I said, how are they performing this year versus how they performed last year. So one thing that you have to understand to begin with, that across the board, scoring is down in the NBA. Scoring is down, and I I think a big part of that is because of the rule changes. And um, I think the players are trying to adjust. I think the referees are trying to adjust, like to figure out, like, what exactly do we call? And I think that when they are in, when they don't know, they just don't call anything. <laughs> like they just don't call anything. And I think for a team like Atlanta, that is extremely frustrating. And I'm going to tell you why it's extremely frustrating. Um, looking at the scoring last year, they're scoring uh, roughly seven points less than they did last year, which isn't too much of a big deal, right? So last year they're at 113. This year starting out. They're at 106. Last year, they were 13th. This year, they're, they're 17th. So you're still kind of in that middle of the pack with the scoring, right? The field goal percentage, their efficiency, and how well they're shooting the ball is relatively the same as well. 46 last year, 45 this year. But the main thing that I saw that was the biggest discrepancy was that of the fee throw attempts. Last year, the Hawks were getting to the line. 23.6 times, which was number four in the league. Like, they were top five in getting to the free throw line. Like, that was part of what they did well. And if that's part of what you did well, that's part of what part of what makes you successful. This year, they're at 15.8 free throws a game, which is good enough for 29th next to last. So they're not getting to the free throw line. And I think that is a big part of their offensive struggles and their offensive issues. Because when you're not, when you have something that's kind of your bread and butter and you, and you think that, okay, well, if, if, if we're struggling, we can get back to our bread and butter, which is getting to the line. Not just being Trey, but everybody. Because I went back and I just pulled the starters, right? Everybody's free throws attempts are down. Trays are down from nine to four. Uh, Bogey, well, Bogey don't really get to the line anyway because that's not really his game. I think he's averaging like one one free throw a game or something. But even his are down. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, his free throws uh, are down from three point two to point eight. He's not getting to the line. John Collins, three point two to one point two. Even Clint Capella, who's not even a good free throw shooter, <laughs> his free throws are down. So this is more than them just not 
getting uh, more than just Trey not getting the calls about getting folks in the air. Across the board, they're not getting to the line. So I don't know if this is an issue where guys are just settling for jump shots. They're not taking it to the hole. I don't know. I would have to do a little bit more digging and see exactly where are these shots coming from. Are they just settling? And I think that, uh, well, I don't think. I mean, Nate said after the last game, when you become frustrated offensively, that affects your defensive, like your defensive acumen, your defensive energy, your defensive efficiency. So um, last year that they were uh, put giving up 112, uh, their defensive rating was 112, which was like 18th. This year they're at 105, which is like 16th. So as far as defic- defensive efficiency, they're still relatively middle of the pack. So there's still room to improve defensively. And that's one thing you can always hang your head on. Even if the shots aren't falling, you can hang yourself on busting your ass defensively. Period. Like, that's one thing you can't... Like, if you're not making shots, you can always bust your ass on defense. Period. Um, So the Hawks have to get to a point where they stop crying and complaining about not getting the calls. And I understand, like, look, man, they're not getting to the line. They're not, they may not get the calls, but you got to keep playing. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in an era where we used to play basketball in the park, right? And when you play ball in the park, sometimes you play ball in the park and catch them like you call them fouls all the time. So you know what you had to do? You had to play through it, right? You had to go to the line. Understand, you know, I may get hit in his head, but I'm I gotta shield my body. I gotta do something to make this basket, because I, I mean, we we not calling fouls. We just gonna play through a big boy style. That's what they gonna have to do. You know, I mean, the last two games I've seen a lot of complaint. Yeah, you may not you may not be getting the calls. Like so, what? You gotta keep playing. You you can't be getting these technicals. I mean, and, and I understand it's frustrating. It's easy for me to say that. Because I'm not out there, you know, on the thing. I mean, I'm not out there on the court. But you got to keep playing. Like, no one's going to care about, you know, what fouls you didn't get by you complaining. And and to, to, to put some perspective, I think everybody complains too much in today's NBA. That's, I mean, that's kind of across the board for me. That's what I think. I think everybody kind of complains too much. But I think the Hawks have been complaining too much these past two games. And last night, you just got back. You just got beat by a team that was just better than you. Now are they going to be better than them a, a month from now. I don't know, but on that night, they were better than you. They were better than you, and it was okay if they're if they're better than you on a certain night because you got eighty two of these games. You got eighty two of these games. So, um, let's jump into the game, and and I think that it started out with uh, the Sixers. To me, it just can't. They just came out with more energy. They came out with more energy from the beginning. It just seemed like, okay, yeah, we here. Like we've been waiting for this. <laughs> we don't. We don't be eating our cheesesteaks, and uh, we are ready to roll. And the Hawks starters, I didn't think they played particularly well all night, um, especially in that first first quarter. They didn't do themselves any favors, and it wasn't like Philadelphia was lighting them on fire. I just thought, if anything, uh. If all things were even, Philadelphia was going to hang their head on that defense. And the defense was really good, I thought. Um, Maxie, I thought he you know, he, he made Trey work. 
Uh, I, I thought that even Danny Green, even though he's a shell of himself offensively, he's still a guy that is a worthy defender. Joel Embiid is a worthy defender. And then you got Matisse Thibel coming off the bench, who is uh, just – he might be all NBA first team defense this year, especially with Ben Simmons. Yeah, I can see him taking his place. He is that good defensively. <laughs> he is that good defensively. He's really good. And um, so, I mean, you got to credit Philadelphia. You got to credit Philadelphia. Atlanta shot twenty seven percent in the in the first quarter, and uh, that's that's not going to win you many ball games. I mean, that's not going to win you many quarters. I'll say that. Not going to win you many quarters again, but the game is, it is four quarters and they did play better in the second quarter. You know, they put up 31 points. Offense starts to get going a little bit. You shoot 42% from the field. You start to make a couple threes, 57%, you know, bogey uh, gives you seven points in the quarter. Uh, Trey gives you six. And so you're like, okay, you know, you got a little sum, a little sum, sum. But again, like I said, last name. Last podcast, if you score 31, you can't give up 32. That's just simple mathematics, guys. Like, if you score 31, you can't give up 32. I thought Atlanta's defense was not good. I didn't think the defense was good in any of the quarters. I didn't think it was good in any of the quarters. It just so happens that the offense starts to take off a little bit. But, you know, you still got to stop them. You still got to stop him. My guy, uh, Brad from uh, Peachtree Hoops and Locked On Hawks, he had a brilliant tweet. Let me see if I can pull it up. Talking about how the Hawks ended the quarter. Because I'll credit the Hawks. The Hawks were doing really good in that second quarter as far as battling. Right? As far as battling. They were battling even though shots weren't falling. Even though they weren't in sync. Like, they were battling, right? And I think at one point they cut it to seven a little bit before the half. And um, <laughs> let me let me just read this uh, this tweet by Brad. He was like, Hawks cut it to seven within the final second, final ninety seconds of the first half. After that, the Sixers hit a three. You have a turnover by Young, Capella's third foul, Philly's free throws. Empty trip, Philly scores again. Empty trip, down 14 at the break. In just 90 seconds, you go from being down 7 to being down 14. That's a that's a gut punch. Like, that's hard to be like, okay, we about to go into the half. We've been battling. You know, we got this thing to a respectable lead. And the whole time, you know, it's not over, like I always say. Like, you're going to have to play uh, several quarters, you know. And you're thinking, like, if you can just get this thing to under 10, especially after that first quarter, you get that thing to under 10, and you'll be fine. And then in the last 90 seconds, you don't finish the quarter strong. That's why coaches always talk about finishing the quarter strong. Nah. <laughs> you did not finish the quarter strong at all, my boy. You did not finish the quarter strong. Third quarter was much of the same. It was just like – um to me, this was pretty much the last quarter of value for the Hawks because the fourth quarter was just kind of just time running to me. Like it was just it was just kind of a wrap. Um, third quarter, I thought Philadelphia locked in defensively on the Hawks, and I didn't think the Hawks could really do anything with it. Um, they go cold again from the three point line, only shoot thirty seven percent, 
and um, Seth Curry gets cooking a little bit in that third quarter, goes five or seven, and it was just it was just too much. And so now you're starting the fourth quarter with a twenty point hole, and this Hawks team has pulled off some amazing victories in the past, but starting the fourth quarter down twenty when you're playing the way you're playing is a tough road to hoe. It is a tough road to hoe. So that fourth quarter down twenty. Um, he doesn't even play DeAndre. He plays the starters maybe about four to three minutes. DeAndre didn't even play the fourth quarter. And then it was just kind of just like, okay, just put the scrubs in and uh, <laughs> let them run out the clock. And and that was a wrap. And that was a wrap. So uh, completely outplayed in every facet of the game. Um, I think the only thing that the Hawks beat the Sixers in as far as the uh, the stats were concerned was I think the rebounding. Let me let me <laughs> let me double check that. Um, I think they out rebounded them, but the turnovers were a problem. I thought they couldn't turn the ball. They they couldn't uh, keep control of the ball. Um, they definitely didn't shoot better than the Sixers. I thought the Sixers had better defense um, all night. They were just getting to balls, and they were just they were just better. They were just better in every facet. They had more steals. They had more blocks. Uh, they had uh, less turnovers. Everything they did was better than the Hawks, except for rebounding. The Hawks out rebounded them forty nine to thirty seven. So I don't I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. And the Hawks actually rebounded the wall ball extremely well with like it says they had twenty offensive rebounds. But hey, the the final score it is what it is. So. Um, yeah, just an, another game. You just gotta, you just got to uh, put it in the back, and you got to keep on grinding. Like the season is a grind, and it's not going to just be, oh, well, we did this last year, so let's go ahead and bring the same guys back, and everything gonna click like it clicked last year. Don't work like that. Doesn't work like that. Um, so yeah, ninety four to one twenty two, and let me tell you something. This Hawks schedule. Uh, whoever made this schedule did not do the Hawks any favors. Let me tell you that. <laughs> that schedule in November is a gauntlet. It is a gauntlet. So uh, we're going to take a quick little break. On the other side, I'm going to uh, I'm going to see if there's any hope for this Hawks team. Where, where 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 can we go from here? Like, let me give you. I'm gonna send you out on some good news in this third segment on how the Hawks can turn this thing around. And uh, we'll look at the schedule. Uh, we'll, we'll dip into some fan feedback. I'll see if I can pull any quotes from Coach Nate. And uh, we'll wrap things up. So you listen to the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number 11 of season 8. It's your man, Edub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey guys, what's up? It's Edub. 
I know you guys have heard our Manscaped read by now, and I'm here to tell you, listen, it's not too late to get that below-the-belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of. Listen, Manscaped not only has top-of-the-line waterproof trimmers to keep the hedges nice and clean, but they also have boxers, lotions, colognes to have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean. So head over to manscaped.com. Use our promo code HAWKSBEAT for 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Once again, that promo code is HAWKSBEAT for 20% off and free shipping. She'll be glad you did. All right, folks, ladies and gentlemen, final segment here in the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number 11 of season 8, breaking down uh, an Atlanta Hawks loss against the Philadelphia 76ers. They fall 122 to 94, and uh, folks are searching for answers. I know it's early. Folks are still searching for answers. Folks uh, have some, <laughs> of course, some way out takes about firing Nate McMillan and, you know, this, that, and the other. I know folks are going to do that. So, hey, get it how you live, man. Get it how you live. Uh, I'll just say this. I've seen a lot of people to say that, you know, Cam Reddish needs to be a starter now. And I'll just say this. It's not as easy as saying, hey, Cam is playing good. Bogey is struggling. So let's put him into the starting lineup. You don't necessarily do that. Players have good months. Players have bad months. And you don't fool with the idea of consistency just because a guy is playing good off the bench. You can break him to be a starter. So let's say you do make Cam a starter. All right. If you make Cam a starter, his shots are going to go down because he's not going to get the shots that he has in the second unit with the first unit. He's just not. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get Trey shots. He's not gonna get John shots. He's gonna. He's not going to get those same shots. He's not gonna get as many shots. So the idea that putting him in there is going to make the offense better, it may make you better defensively. So I mean, if if that's an angle you want to take, okay, I think we need to be better defensively and go with Cam. I think there's an argument there, but I think the more um, germane argument is to have bogey stay in there let him figure it out guys you've seen players have a bad month before you've seen guys have a bad start to the season um it is what it is everybody's numbers are down so i mean it's easy to pick and choose it's easy to pick and choose trey's numbers are down what you so you want to start delon right (laughs) so um it's easy to pick and choose which guys you want to bang on Kevin Herter seems to be another guy folks want to bang on because his numbers are way down almost by half. He's not playing well. But the only guy consistently that is equaling his output from last season is John Collins. It's John Collins. Him and Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is pretty much, uh, well, well, because Cam sat out pretty much all last year. But Cam is playing some really good basketball. John Collins is playing some really good basketball. But even in some some instances, some of John's numbers are down. So, Bogey's numbers are down. Trey's numbers are down just a little bit. His free throw numbers are down. Um, so, I mean, Cam Reddish going to the starting lineup is not going to solve things. I would trust the guys who have been in this business for a while, i.e. Nate McMillan, Travis Schlink, 
<laughs> folks always I, I it's, it's always funny when folks want to be gms and uh make all these roster decisions and i almost had a hashtag the past two years like look man trust travis there is a reason there is a reason that these guys get paid the money that they get paid right there's a reason they get paid the money that they get paid because they're good at their jobs they're good at their jobs I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't be a GM. You know, I I don't I don't have that that savvy. I don't have that, you know. But these guys are good at what they do. It's really early in the season. It's not even 10 games in. So, give this thing time to 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 get going. Give them time to work out some of the kinks. Look, football season is still going on, right? So, I always say this, and I told one of my Twitter followers this um yesterday as we were tweeting. Like, the season don't really even start until, like, December, right? 82 games is a lot of games. Folks don't realize, like, how long the NBA season is, how many games 82 games is. It's a lot, guys. <laughs> like, it's a lot. They're going to be playing basketball for the next couple of months. So, um, keep in mind, this is a small sample size. If If, if these numbers are still, like, trending... Uh, on the downside in the end of November, this middle of December, going into January, then I think that's a different conversation that needs to be had. But again, it's super early, and you know, based on the statistics, they need to figure out something with getting to the free throw line. I don't know what that something is, but uh, they got to figure it out, man. They got to figure it out. So um, let's go to the. Um, Let's go to some fan feedback. And if you're new to the podcast, one thing I always do after each game is I ask, um, what are your thoughts, your takeaways from the game? Uh, I know a lot of people were watching the Braves game, but uh, we still got some feedback last night. I wanted to read um, just a little bit about what was um, what some of you guys tweeted us last night about the game. Uh, a lot of folks had a lot to say about Donald Trump's and Melania's uh, tomahawk chop. Uh, you guys were not impressed, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So my guy Wonton Soup O nine one six on Twitter hit us up. He said, as far as player of the game goes, he said I would go with Cam Reddish. Uh, Cam had a pretty good game last night. Uh, Cam is in a place where he can just come in and just be himself, and that is what Nate McMillan said he wanted to do. Um, he said, I, I want to see what Cam can have. And Cam, he comes in with that second unit, and it's go time. Like, he don't waste no time. <laughs> he is getting up a a lot of shots, uh, a lot of shots. And uh, he's playing good basketball, man, playing good basketball. I think that right now he is second on the team in scoring. So shout out to Cam. Uh, another guy said, I would love to see more mixing and matching of the starters and the bench. So, uh, yeah. Um, my guy Brad says that a lot. You know, Brad, uh, shout out to Brad who runs uh, Lockdown Hawks podcast. He says, not a fan of the full two uh, second unit rotations, but, um, you know, it is what it is. My guy ATL Ramasaki, my guy, my listener from Japan, he weighed in. He said, frustrating. I know it's just the sixth game of the season, but I thought the Hawks can win more. He said, one bright side is Cam. He said, Cam is the real deal. Um, last one I'm going to read is from ATL Bobby C. He said, Nate's new system isn't translating well. 
I am interested in knowing when the rumblings of discourse are going to start to come out. Hopefully it won't. I'm going to tell you something, brother. It will. <laughs> because that's how sports fans are. They love to argue. They love to fuss and fight. You remember last year how it was with the whole Lloyd Pierce thing? It's going to happen again. Regardless of how many wins he gets, it's going to happen again. It happens every season. And it's going to happen again unless you're winning like 60-something percent of your games. But, hey, just stick in with the stick in and get down with the get down. Man. We're going to see how this thing turns out. But, uh, yeah, I've already seen the, the, the Twitter GMs and the Twitter uh, coaches with their recommendations. So that's always fun to watch and it's fun to engage in. So um, if you are on Twitter, make sure that you're following us at Hawks Beat and uh, Instagram as well because a, lot part, a large part of of what we do is on the social media front. So we would love for you to connect with us on those fronts and um, just get your feedback. We like to hear your feedback and uh, we can agree. We can disagree at the end of the day. It's all good, man. It's all good. Um, one quote from the Nate McMillan I'll get, and that's courtesy of Sarah K. Spencer of the AJC. Uh, one thing Nate said after the game, he said, you're you can have all the talent in the world, but if it is not connected, it is not going to work. Ooh, that was a good one right there. He preaching right there. Let me let me read that again. Nate McMillan after the game, he said, you can have all the talent in the world, but if it's not connected, it is not going to work. Uh, yeah, man. I, and, I, and I've talked at length. I've talked at length about the two the the last two games the way the reason these two teams have beat the Hawks so bad is because they played together basketball. They played together basketball. Look at the Washington Wizards having three and four guys and 20 points a game, 20 points in that game. That's connected basketball. The way Philly played last night, connected basketball. Hawks aren't playing connected basketball right now. I don't know if everyone's trying to get their stats, if everyone's trying to, for whatever reason, they're not connected. And it's up to Nate to get them connected. It's up to, to themselves to get connected. You know, last season is a memory, man. Stop living on that. You know, it's, it's a new season. It's time to turn the page, and we're going to see what we're going to see, right? So let's take a look, as we're about to get up out of here, at the schedule for this week. And I tell you what, man. <laughs> when I tell you that the schedule makers did not do the Hawks any favors, this schedule that the Hawks have this season is brutal. <laughs> it is brutal, especially for the month of November. So we're not going to go through the whole month, but we'll just look at the week that the Hawks have, um, that the weeks that the Hawks have ahead of them. So you got the Washington Wizards coming back into town and the Washington Wizards, just put a thumping on you in Washington. And now they're coming to your house. And it looks like Spencer Dinwiddie may be back in that lineup. So no no, no time to, to lick your wounds after that beat down in Philly. You got to come out and you got to play. Because they're coming. And I watched the team. It looks good, bro. It looks really good. After Washington at home on Monday, you have to travel to Brooklyn and play the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday. So after you deal with that, you got to deal with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and those guys in Brooklyn. Then after that, you come back home to take on Utah Jazz, which is another top-tier team in the NBA. So uh, you're finishing out 
<laughs> you're finishing out the week, uh, flying out for a West Coast road trip, Phoenix, Golden State, Utah, and Denver. That is a gauntlet. <laughs> that is a gauntlet. That schedule is a beast. But uh, you're going to see what you made out of, man. You're going to see what you made out of real quick. So one game at a time. Dominique said that in uh, the broadcast last night. All you can play is one game at a time, man. Because, look, if you look at that schedule, it can be very daunting. But one game at a time, I think the Hawks will be fine. Um, a lot of basketball left. And uh, we'll see, man. We're going to be following it all season long. So make sure you're tuned in to and subscribe to the Hawks Week Podcast. Make sure you rate and review the podcast. Give us five stars. If you give us four stars, we are inclined to think you are a hater. But... Like we always say at the end of every podcast, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.